This is Cleantech Talk, Cleantechnica's podcast series interviewing cleantech leaders from around the world. This episode is being sponsored by Tesla Shuttle. Tesla Shuttle is a city-to-city shuttle service using Tesla vehicles and sometimes other electric vehicles that has routes in the United States, Canada, and Europe. With Tesla Shuttle, you can enjoy luxurious, smooth, and clean intercity transport in the safest cars on the road guilt-free. Book a ride today at teslashuttle.com. All right, we're here today with Roger Pressman, uh, co-founder of EV Annex with two of his two sons, uh, which is, the, I think, the leading Tesla aftermarket company out there, as far as I know. Uh, there are a handful of good ones that have been around for a while, but this is uh, the biggest one I know of. Fellow Floridians, um, and they've... Uh, They've been uh, good friends of Clean Technica for a while. We've had a lot of partnerships. Um, Roger had—I I forget. You can tell me what what VIN number it was, but one of the very first Tesla Model S's. Yeah, one eight. <laughs> and then had a an early Model X, and then a early Model Three. Now an early Model Y. So he's got, I think, about as good as perspective as you can get on comparing these vehicles. Um, also, since you're are the lead engineer, I think, um, at EV Annex, designing aftermarket products for Tesla vehicles. You know them at a detail that uh, I would I would guess perhaps you know only a handful of people outside of Tesla know know it know them. So um, just your general overview of the Model Y compared to the other Tesla vehicles would be a good intro. You, you, I know you've written about it, but uh, anything from that or since then that, you know, you really would highlight as, as a, well, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a good question, but difficult because there's so many parts to it, but let me just, just kind of encapsulate the entire issue in a single word. Um, I would say that word would be refinement. Uh, I have, as you correctly point out, Zach, um, owned and driven, uh, all four vehicles. The only one I really haven't owned, I've driven it, but I've never owned it, is the, is the Roadster. Um, so I think I have a pretty good feel for, for how the cars drive, how the cars are built, the build quality, the functionality within the cars, etc. And given all that, there's no question in my mind that Model Y represents a fundamental refinement for Tesla. And I think that's both impressive and a very good thing in the sense that they've learned lessons from each of the three cars that preceded Model Y and then integrated those lessons into Model Y. As a consequence, the car is really pretty impressive. Uh, We can talk about it from a lot of different angles. Number one, for those of you who haven't seen it in person, the car is much, much more impressive in person than it is either in video or in photos. I know that sounds kind of silly, but trust me when I tell you this, it, 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 it has what is visually a wider stance, giving the car a more aggressive feel. It's obviously higher than Model 3. In fact, very often when I walk into my garage where I have parked at the moment, a Model X, white, and a Model Y, white. I sometimes mistake which car I'm going to. Um, they're really pretty close visually, 
and close in stance and close in height. There's no question the X is bigger. I mean, I'm not suggesting that it isn't, but the cars are close. So refinement is the key word. And then you really have to move on to a, a variety of different topics that kind of um, address refinement. I don't want to filibuster here. We're such a small group that I'm, uh, I'm happy to do this anyway that, that Zach wants to do it. I can talk a bit about some of the some of the characteristics or categories that I think are important, or I can address questions, or we can do a combination of them. Whatever you guys want to do, but but again, keep in mind keyword, key concept, refinement, and then beyond that, we can talk about specifics. I think uh, I think five to ten minutes of you, yeah, sort of highlighting your. The things that stood out to you would be great. And then I'm sure people can ask questions about specifics regarding refinement. I'll just ask the question. Um, that was something that shocked me with the model three when I got in one, um, was it was tremendously seemed tremendously more refined than our 2000, 2015 model S. Um, that was like sort of like the big standout I was like, Whoa, this really improved across the board as a whole refined package. What, what, what can you say about the level, you know, sort of going from a 2015 Model S to the Model 3 and then the Model 3 to the Model Y? How is that relative? relative oh, to that? Okay, first of all, just a, a, a mild correction. Uh, I went from a 2012 Model S to a 2020 Model, Model Y uh, and have gone through a couple of different Xs, a 2016 X, another 2018 X and then a 2018 uh, 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 three, and then obviously this this new Y. So how has the refinement occurred? Well, um, it, let's, let's, let's break it down this way. Relative to both the S and the X, the refinement is profound. It's profound, but based on interior hardware and also interior software capability. Um, in terms of build quality, the refinement is profound. Build quality is much better, more thoughtful, um, and more, again, I'm using the word, sorry, refined. Um, in terms of, of, of interior functionality and, you know, its exterior is, is, as well, um, Model Y aces both the S and the X unquestionably. Let's take a couple of examples. Um, like the three, the um, the Model Y air conditioning HVAC system actually um, it, it is a significant improvement. It's it's not even close. Um, I will say, going off on a tangent for a moment, that um, Model Y's AC, along with Model 3's AC, frankly, is noisy. It needs to be damped. Um, it, it it isn't it isn't. I think up to the level that it, that, it, that it should be, but I'm sure Tesla will work that out. But relative to its capability, its ergonomic interface, um, its ability to cool the car, I would say unquestionably it, it, it's a champ. Seats in Model Y um, are the same as Model 3, as we all know, but frankly, because they're up in the air a bit more, you have much better vision on the road, um, a much better capability, I think, for driving the car both safely and or aggressively. Uh, I am guilty of being a somewhat aggressive driver when it's safe to do so. And I will tell you that 
I was very, I drove the three for two years. I had a very early three, drove it for just about two years. And it was as nimble, as good a driver's car as I could imagine at the price point. Um, and I thought that when I would move to Model Y, um, I'd be giving up some things because, you know, it's, after all, it's an SUV. The CG is just a little bit higher, um, the center of gravity. Uh, I figured it was going to be a bit of an issue. Turns out that there's very little, little driving difference between Y and 3, and I find that remarkable. Part of the reason is the stance is slightly wider. You have bigger tires. Um, it, it, it holds the roll, road remarkably well. It's a very nimble car for a crossover or an SUV or whatever, however you'd like to characterize it. It's a lot of fun to drive. Obviously, because I got a, an, an early one, I have a performance. So it is hellishly quick. Um, the, the, now, you, now you're making me jealous because the only the only thing <laughs> I was like, well, I'm happy with my three because of how it drives so nicely. But you're you're making it sound like uh, there's I, I really. I love <laughs> I, I I loved it absolutely loved it. I I I got a real kick out of driving it, um, and I gave it up um, grudgingly. But unfortunately, given our business, we have to have one version of everything. So I was the guy who got to, to get the, new, the, the newbie car. I, I have absolutely no regrets. The Y is, in an odd way, my favorite Tesla. And that's saying something. The, the S, unquestionably, is the most elegant of the cars, remains so to this day. It's a luxury car, or at least a, a, a premium car. Um, looks like it, drives like it. In the early days, turned an awful lot of heads. Now it's more common, so you don't get that as much. The X is just a generally cool SUV. Um, Falcon Wing doors are a showstopper, unquestionably. Even to this day, they tend to be a showstopper in some places. But, you know, that's not enough to really say the car is, you know, super duper. It's just kind of a very cool feature. But, but the, the, the X is, is extremely roomy has an awful lot of cargo volume, um, is an outstanding uh, vehicle. The three, as I said, is a driver's car. And um, if you set it up right, it, it's an awful lot of fun to drive. But why is also a driver's car? Uh, I think the guys who take the three to the track would, would have steam coming out of their ears saying, no, 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 no. It can't compete with my three on the track. And that's probably true. Um, the Y, as I, as I said earlier, has a higher center of gravity. There's no question that its cornering ability probably isn't quite as tight and as stable as a threes, but just by a little. I wouldn't say it, 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 it's remarkably different. I mean, you can move in and out of traffic, although, frankly, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've had my wife for what we're pushing probably five, six weeks now. And there hasn't been a hell of a lot of traffic, unfortunately. Um, I, I, I like Zach live in Florida, so the state isn't totally shut down. Um, we as a business have tried to, to keep our business open and, and have succeeded, frankly. Um, but but we're, we're, we're rotating staff, having people in at different times. The traffic, at, at least in, in my neck of the woods, is, is very light. So it's a little hard to judge the why as I would in, in, in traffic on I-95 or, 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 or even on a, a, a major street 
like in our area, something called Power Line Road. Um, but but the, the the end of the day, uh, it, it's a pretty cool driver's car. Drivability, um, there's absolutely no question in my mind that again, this car is simply fun to drive. To go from point A to point B in the, in, in in this car is 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 a lot of fun. And also, it's a, it's a practical car. I'm a DIY guy, always have been. Uh, my favorite store is Home Depot. I go there a lot. Um, and you can put an awful lot of stuff in, 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 a, in, a, in a Model Y. It's, it's got substantial storage volume, substantial. And because it has a hatchback, um, putting things into the car, whether it's two by fours or something else that's fairly large, is really a piece of cake. So, you know, I, I, I mean, my take of it is that each of the four Teslas now, not Cybertruck, but, but each of the four Teslas um, has their own advantages, as it were. But again, circling back to my favorite word of the day, uh, Model Y represents the refinement in, in, the, in, in, in the product or model line, um, at least as I see it right now. But uh, just, um, yeah, so, so a couple of final questions for me and then we'll go to everybody else. So that, that refi- I was asking earlier about the, the level jump from Model S, Model X to Model 3 seemed really big to me. Mm-hmm. Is the level jump from Model 3 to Model Y similarly big or is it a more minor jump because so much is shared? Okay. It, it, in many instances, it, 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 it has to do with refinements that the consumer, that the average driver doesn't see. You know, things like going, for example, from resistive heating to a, to a heat pump. Now, that doesn't affect me in, uh, in, 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 in Florida that much. But somebody who lives in, let's say, Connecticut, um, where it can, as I recall, get pretty cold in the winter, um, if, if you can save some range by using a heat pump to heat your car as opposed to uh, uh, resistive heating, that's a good thing. That's invisible to most consumers. They don't really see that. Those of you who've taken a time, and, and if you're a geek uh, or an engineering geek like me, I would recommend you do take the time to watch Sandy Moreau's uh, breakdown of the car. Um, he points out dozens of improvements that are, again, pretty much invisible to the consumer but represents substantial refinements. But going to your question, Zach, I would say no. It, uh, the Model Y does not represent a step function uh, uh, I- improvement in, 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 in Model 3. Most of the functionality, if not all the functionality, certainly all the software capability that you have in 3 is equally available in, 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 in Y. There are some little things that, that, are, that represent improvements but none of them would, would be what I would characterize as a, as, as, as a major big deal. It's just small improvements that are, you know, kind of impressive. Um, so I would say the big leap was from S and X to three. A refined step would be from, um, from three to Y. And uh, so... You know, on, on the general level, I'm very happy to hear that the Model Y actually drives much more similar to the Model 3 than perhaps was assumed. Uh, on a personal level, it makes me want to Model Y more when, I, when I've got a Model 3 to pay off. Uh, but on the sort of broadest level, though, on that topic, if that's true that the Model Y drives very similar to the, to the Model 3, um, especially in normal around town driving, I mean, is the, the, how would you 
just talk about it compared to other vehicles in this class, other SUVs of that size? I mean, is, there's no, is there any real comparison to anything else on the market? I mean, well, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a, like an EV fanboy, although I, I guess I am. I, I've been involved in this now for going on eight years, I guess, nine years even. Uh, <laughs> in my opinion, I am old. Um, there really is no comparison. Uh, the smoothness of any well-constructed EV just blows away um, a- any of its comparable ICE counterparts. In terms of other EVs, for example, like the Jag or, or like the BMW, I'm sure they're competent cars. I, I, I really haven't test-driven them, although I have seen them in person. Um, but range continues to be an issue for the majority of competitors right now. And, and, and also, there's another thing that I really don't like. I, I've, I've spent some time with BMW, you know, e-cars and also Jaguar e-cars. And what they're trying to do, it seems to me, at least as of right now, is shove their current interior and exterior design uh, philosophy, if you will, or design language, and kind of shoehorn an EV into that. So you have lots of of interior buttons and knobs and unnecessary things and pop-ups, and it's just kind of uh, forced in, 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 in my view. That may be a little bit unfair, but that's my take of it. Um, I am a minimalist kind of guy. I really love the minimalist interior that, 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 that Tesla really came up with as part of the S design language and has really maintained that to a very large extent through all of the other models, including obviously Model Y. Um, it, it was funny. We did an event uh, in, in, in Miami back uh, uh, in, in February, I guess, pre-COVID. <laughs> so it was an, an actual event with real people in the normal kind of world. And um, the other, we, we invited other, there were six or 700 people there. So it was a pretty cool event. And um, we invited Jaguar and we invited BMW and a couple of other vendors to show up and they did. And it was interesting to see the reactions when, when now the Model Y wasn't yet available, okay? But obviously three was, S was, X was. And, and there are some people out there in the market who still want all the knobs and, and, and gugas and stuff that are inside a, a, a typical ICE vehicle and therefore thought that the EV implementation done by Jaguar and uh, BMW were very cool. A lot of the folks who who, uh, who uh, already own Teslas or, or were looking at Teslas thought it was busy and unnecessary. So, I mean, obviously, you know, different tastes for different people, and I respect that, and, 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 and that's fine. But as far as I'm concerned, there really is nothing, in my opinion, nothing um, at the price point with the capabilities um, that can compete with, with Model Y right now. That may change, but right now it's kind of singular. It's all by itself. Yeah, there, there are several objective measures where you just can say Tesla wins on this, this, or this. Uh, a lot of car buying is based on subjective matters of how, how much you like the look of the car, the, the brand, whatever. This has always been the case. I, think, I don't think that's going to change. 
I hugely prefer the minimalist design as well, but I understand that there are a lot of people who prefer these other designs. So it's, it's good just to have the options so that people who want knobs and that stuff can have a Absolutely. vehicle. Absolutely. My, my last question, and then everyone else is free to ask whatever you want, uh, Roger. Um, what's what are you wearing? This is a shameless a shameless plug. Um, no, we just we just we we're obviously Evianix is 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 not a t-shirt shop. It's not what we sell. We sell a variety of different accessories for uh, for all the Tesla models. But we just launched today. In fact, or really, it's popped it up on our website. Um, we got a lot of requests for our for our. Uh, uh, Cybertruck t-shirts. We, we, we gave one uh, or sold one, I'm sorry, at that big event. It sold out. And, and so we designed another one. So this is what it is. It's just it's just a Cybertruck t-shirt. Uh, you can jump on our website and take a look if you like. That's all it is. So any any questions, guys, for uh, anyone here from uh, regarding specifics of the Model Y or anything? So I have, I have some questions. I'm sorry, I should put my hand up. But um, it's a couple of questions. One is, is for, for those of us who drive in the snow, it's, it's a big issue how much clearance you have. Do you think that's changed significantly enough between the three and the Y to allow for, for better snow winter driving? Um, and then talk about the possibility of a bike rack as well. Okay, uh, let's take the snow issue first. Uh, living in, in, in South Florida, it's not a concern of mine. However, you ask the question the proper way, which is does it have a substantial clearance uh, above ground? The answer is yes. The car is, it obviously has a, has a higher feel. It is, after all, an SUV. has much better uh, uh, fender clearance. So I can't imagine that unless you're driving into a full-blown blizzard where you're, you're, you're getting four inches an hour that you're going to have a problem. The, the dual motor version, I can only talk to, again, five weeks of driving in South Florida where there is no snow, um, holds the road remarkably well. I would imagine that with traction control, it would be a champ in the snow. And again, I've I, I lived in Connecticut for a long time, so I do understand the challenges of driving in that environment. And uh, as best I can tell, I think the car would be would be very good in the snow. But, you know, it, the only way, really, the proof is in the pudding, to use an old phrase, and I think you'd, you'd have to uh, uh, drive it to really to really know, know for sure. And I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, the second question? Uh, bike rack, bike oh, rack abilities. Slip, slip in my mind, age. Well, as we all know, um, the let's take it in two parts. There is the capability now to add a tow hook, and obviously, you can use a bike rack off off off, off the the tow hitch tow hook. Um, so yes, um, with regard to a, um, a, a a roof rack where you could potentially. Uh, attach a bike rack as well. I, I would say right now that's sort of an, a no. Um, there is no easy way to attach a, a, a roof rack on Model Y that I've been able to come up with. I mean, I'm sure you could use heavy-duty suction. The roof is all glass, so theoretically suction would work really well. But I'm not sure I would trust putting a bike on a, on, on a suction base, even if it were a pump suction kind of a, an, an, an arrangement. So the probable answer is if you wanted a Y, you would, you would option out the, uh, the towing package and then attach a, an appropriate bike, bike rack to that towing package and you'd be good to go. 
Would you talk about parking of Model Y, parallel parking of Model Y um, relative to parking of Model 3? Uh, I would say that they're pretty much equivalent. To be honest with you, uh, I've only done it once or twice to fool around. Um, they, it, it's been so quiet in this world right now that, that <laughs> you rarely have to parallel park between two cars, frankly. Um, I can better report on it once the world begins to gen back up again. And, you know, you do have to parallel park. I fooled around with it. I saw no real difference between parking capability on Model 3 and parking capability on Model Y. Model Y is only, I think, about two inches and change longer. The software is identical, um, so I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of difference. Hi from the UK, Roger. Hi. Um, I've got a, a Model 3 Standard Range Plus, um, which I picked up uh, June last year, so it was one of the first in the country. Uh, my Model 3, yeah. uh, where Tesla didn't need to paint the body, for example, the inside of the front wings and things like that, they didn't, or they gave it a light dusting. Yeah. Uh, is that the same with Model Y, or has that, again, stepped up, the, the, the uh, requirement you were uh, talking about? I, I'm sure if you're a Tesla person, you followed all the commentary on, on paint in general. I, I mean, I, I think the, the, the painting on the Model Y is about equivalent to the painting on Model 3, maybe slightly in, in, in improved. Um, again, if, if, if you saw Sediment Rose uh, uh, teardown, um, obviously parts of the car that don't need to be painted aren't painted, but you can't see them. Um, but I would say, I, I would say, I haven't noticed any radical difference in in in, in painting between three and 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 why. That may be bad news because I get a hint that maybe you're not happy with it. But that's an, an honest take. I, I don't see very much difference. Well, no, no, I love I love the car and the the the, the, the paint that you can see is perfect. Yeah. It's just the emission in, in parts, but so yeah. that's that continues with the why. So give me a give me a, an, an, an example of a location where where you, you you feel the paint is not you know adequate. Uh, well, when you open the front doors, okay. you'll see the inside of the wing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's got a very it, it, it's got an overspray. It hasn't actually got spray. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think whether uh, I really noticed that. And, and, and uh, I, I have to say I would have to go out and you take can, a look. You could know? go outside for a moment, Roger, and come back. <laughs> <laughs> you could. But, but uh, I'm in my office. I, I am at home, obviously, and, and uh, uh, my garage on the other side of the house, I'm not going to bother. But, but I, I didn't notice anything, but that doesn't mean it wasn't there. It, 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 it may just have been that, that I didn't notice it. It's a good question. I just can't answer it. Roger, I have a question. This is Daryl Elliott. Hi, Daryl. What can you tell us about what you've learned about the Tesla community and perhaps a story or two? <laughs> I learned a lot about the Tesla community. Let's go. Okay, if 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 you'll allow me, uh, I, I was kind of an early guy in the Tesla community back when uh, Tesla Motor Club was a relatively small group of people. This is in 2011. Okay, so we're going back a ways. Uh, the 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 Model 
S was kind of a, oh, people at that point said it was just vaporware that, uh, that Elon Musk was, 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 was talking about. The community then was a community of, I would say, uh, very, very technical fanatics. Um, and we, we, uh, we discussed whether or not the Model S was going to be real. We talked about whether, whether or, or, or not it, it, it was worth putting money down for the car. Because those of us who did get the very, I, I had a signature, obviously, Model S, we took a leap of faith. I mean, there were a lot of people back in those days who were saying the company's going to go bankrupt and you're going to get screwed. You're going to, you're going to give them your money and then they're going to say, and, and, and you're done. Um, so that's how it all began. Um, over the years, uh, the community for about the first three or four years remained very technical, a lot of engineers, a lot of early adopters, um, a lot of people who were very critical of some of the features of the car, but loved the idea of the car, the bravery of the people who were building it, the overall engineering capability of the folks who were, who were going that way. As the years have passed, and you know, we've, God, we've talked literally to tens of thousands of, of, of Tesla owners, the profile of the community has changed a little bit. In recent years, the last couple of years, people are now, they tend still to skew a little bit technical, but they're now just car buyers. I mean, there are a lot of people who buy the car because, as, as, as Zach noted earlier, they like the look of it. Or they're enamored with Tesla because their friends have said Tesla's really cool. Um, so it's kind of moved from a group of technical guys who were fanatic about the brand and, and the engineering to kind of a standard group of, of, of car buyers. Having said that, the Tesla community in general is far more knowledgeable about their vehicles, I would say, than the average car buyer for any other brand that I've ever, ever encountered. Um, there are some folks, obviously, who, you know, have no idea what's under the hood, as they say, um, and, and who just drive the car like they drive any other car. But that's, I think, the exception, not the rule. Tesla owners tend to be very critical when things don't work the way they'd like them to. They tend to be um, uh, very specific about their wants and needs. We like that. It's to some extent a, a, a challenging community to sell into because of those characteristics. But I think we at EVNX have done a pretty good job with that. We were, uh, I, again, I'm not tooting our horn. This is a fact. We were the first, literally the first startup company in the Tesla ecosystem beyond Tesla. It was them and then us. And we took a leap of faith because, you know, we had no idea whether the market was going to be a thousand bespoke cars or whether it was going to be 10,000 or a hundred thousand or a million. We had no idea. So we kind of, you know, committed money and time and energy on the hopes that the thing would, would, would grow, but we didn't have a clue whether it would or not. Um, stories. Uh, I love, my I actually, I love, oh, so you do your favorite, but then I actually love the story of how you actually started. And I'm sure I don't know the full story, but it's a really awesome yeah. story. So, but tell your favorite as well, whatever your favorite was. Well, well um, 
Okay, it really comes, it comes in two parts. Um, how, how we started, I was on the forums along with the fanatics. This is in 2011. Um, Tesla released a few pictures and then began traveling around the country with the alpha version of Model S. The alpha version of Model S sat on a Mercedes-Benz chassis, okay, but had a body that was bespoke, that was crafted to look like the, the current Model S. It, it, it wasn't, it was a bit different, but you know, close enough. Um, by pure chance, uh, I happened to go to a showing of that alpha version in Miami, in downtown Miami. Um, fell in love with the car instantly, decided I, was, I, 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 I had to buy one. When that happened, I began to, to, to make suggestions on the forums, including my dominant suggestion that um, the car really did need a center console. Um, and that created a huge debate on the forums, huge. Um, in, in fact, to this day, I would bet that the thread that included my stuff in 2011, 2012, which, which grew to over 100,000 uh, entries and comments, um, was was probably among the largest that 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 that, that ever existed on Tesla Motor Club, um, and, and also there was a lot of commentary on the Tesla forums as well. In any event, um, I decided that that if Tesla wouldn't listen to me, and I just said Tesla build a center console, crickets. I began posting designs because my long ago background was as a mechanical engineer, posting designs online. Um, got a lot of criticism from everybody, which is typical online. Um, and, and ultimately, the group, which, which became very large, helped to refine the design. And finally, excuse my language, but I got pissed and said, well, you know, if Tesla's not going to build one, I'm going to build one for myself. The minute I said that online, it just, you know, as, 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 as a post with, with pictures, I created a foam model. People followed the creation of it, which is kind of cool and, 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 and fun. And I said, I'm going to build this sucker. I began getting private messages saying, well, if you're going to build one for, for yourself, I'd like you to build one for me. I'll pay you for it. And one message became five and five became 20 and 20 became 100. And I said, oh, my gosh, I think there's a business here. Now, I had already kind of retired. I was in a completely different career. Um, and so I figured, well, you know, I'll, I'll build a few for the people who want them. Um, and then I'll go back to playing golf. Uh, that didn't happen. And, and, and really the company kind of grew out of that, that craziness. Now, my favorite story, which is very early on, um, we were building center consoles. That, that, that's the only product we had early on. This is in 2013, maybe. And we, we, we're, we're selling them one at a time, obviously. Each one is built individually. We sent one out to a guy in California. Okay. And he sends back an email and, and says, I have to return it. And we got really concerned because obviously we really cared that people liked it. Why we asked you have to return it. And the guy said, well, we got the center console. We opened up the center console. I put it in my car. It's, it's self-installed very easy. And my wife got in the car with me and as we were sitting and driving, a little spider crawled out of the storage box and she's an arachnophobe. So she freaked out. So he said, you know, and, and she, he, he said, I killed the spider, 
but she will not accept having the, the, the thing in the car. So I, I have to return it. We said, okay, we understand, you know, no problem. He said, but I want another one, but you have to guarantee me that there won't be any, any, any spiders in it. You know, I, so what can you say to that? You say, yeah, well, we'll check, you know, but whatever. And, and that kind of was a, an introduction to selling B2C um, because we had really had no, no experience in that. And over the years, we've got a lot of crazy requests and, 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 and crazy uh, uh, complaints. But, you know, all in all, um, it's, been a, it's been an experience selling into the Tesla market for sure. You know, now we're pretty good at it, I think. That's a little bit of insight into the Tesla community as well. Uh, so Jessica's got a couple of questions. Do you want to ask them or, or you want me to? Oh, yeah, sure. So, um, so I, again, this is a Northeast <laughs> or a Northern question. Um, I really would like to have a heating, heated steering wheel, our Bolt. I miss that from our Bolt, um, that lovely heated steering wheel. Um, you know, to keep their fingers warm in the winter, even though I know they want to remove the steering wheel from the car. And the other thing is increased range. I mean, I think that's, and if they can get those cars up to, you know, to 400, because in the winter it goes down to like from 310 to, you know, 220, depending on, you know, how much heating you're doing and, and really how cold it is. Once it gets down to below zero Fahrenheit, we're in, we're in bad territory there. So your thoughts on that? Well, there's there's no question that in both cases, unfortunately, those are OEM issues. Uh, you know, I mean, Tesla has to address both. Uh, it, it wouldn't be practical or easy unless you used a battery, which would run out very quickly to heat to, to put a wrap over a steering wheel to heat it. It, it. It's a silly solution. I don't think a very effective one. Yeah, she uh, was she was curious. Your um, if you if you think they will. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Offered it and and understand, yeah. Um, the steering wheel, I, all you can do is 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 post a note on the forums. They do, particularly the Tesla forums. They do read them. Um, if you get a lot of support from a lot of people in in in, in the Northeast or or the northern tier of the United States, really, or, or for for that matter, in Norway, where huge numbers of Teslas are sold uh, throughout Northern Europe in general, Germany, blah blah blah. Um, I, I, they might consider it. You did, however, I noticed, uh, kind of note uh, an interesting thing, and that is that in the uh, midterm to long term, the steering wheel may very well go away. But I don't think that precludes a company from responding to an immediate consumer need. And that one seems like a legitimate one to me. So my, my recommendation would be post it, see what happens. Um, with, with regard... Uh, just on that one, real quick, just on a technical front, is there do, is there any real do you do you see any strong reasons why they? I mean, I, I mean, what what's the extra cost of that? That it, or is it an efficiency issue? Yeah, I mean, the, the extra cost is is fundamentally that it's it's resistive heating for sure. Resistive heating takes power. Power drains range. You know, and 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 you 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 have a trade off situation. Um, that's not to say it won't be worth it. It's not to say that it would take a lot of range to do that. It wouldn't, but um, that's probably part of what's involved in 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 in, in that sort of thing. Um, you, you know, I I I mean, it's just hard 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 to say. Uh, Tesla Tesla love the company, but Tesla does tend to to march to its own drummer. Um, and it does sort of what it wants to do: build it, and they will come. Kind of kind of stuff. People so, have joked for years too that Elon puts what he wants in the car. <laughs> like yeah. they had, they had the seven seat Model S because they had a lot of kids, and uh, 
you know, he lives in California and maybe doesn't need a heated steering wheel. <laughs> Can I jump in on the heated yeah. steering wheel? Yeah. If I remember rightly, the Model 3 has a leather steering wheel, and that's the only bit of leather in the car. And uh, when Elon, Elon was asked about a heated steering wheel live, he said that that would be difficult to do uh, with a plastic steering wheel in the Y. I do remember that that point was made in a, in a live uh, discussion panel once. I, I, I'm unaware of that. Thanks for the info. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it may very well be that, that uh, uh, that's, that's the case. Um, as I said, I think it would be very instructive, Jessica, to, to simply post, you know, say, gee, I live in the Northeast and I had a Bolt and, and it had a heating steering wheel. What the hell's wrong with you, Tesla? You know, <laughs> and, and, and see what, uh, what develops. I mean, people rag on you for some things, but that's okay. That's part of the forums. Just laugh. Um, and, and you might get a discussion going. And, and, and certainly I, I, I know for an absolute fact that, that Tesla does track particularly its own forum. It also tracks the others. And, uh, um, you know, it, it'll, it'll, it'll go from, from there. Yeah. You know, you can also, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that would be the best, the best uh, solution with regard to, um, to range. I think that was your, your second question. Um, I, I do think very shortly um, we'll be looking at, 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 at vehicles in the 400 mile range category, um, which will make it a much more, a much easier transition in the Northeast, where certainly you do take a very significant range hit in the cold. Um, there's no question, cold is not the friend of a battery. I, I, I mean, that just goes without saying. Heat, not so much. You could, you, you, it, it's okay, it's not gonna kill you. But cold really degrades range rather substantially. And if you're driving long distances doing whatever, um, it, it can be a problem. So I think, yeah. I would say within my guess would be two years, um, we'll see a version of, of, of Model S that might be in, in, the, in, in the range domain, and Model Y, that might be in the range domain that you're talking about. Certainly the commentary on Cybertruck uh, that uh, uh, we've heard is that at least one version of it is gonna have 500 mile range. Now, of course, that capability is different because they have a lot of room to put a lot of batteries. But no less, um, well, as I an aspirational goal, that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the most shocking things with the Cybertruck wasn't just the range, but the the, range, the cost the cost range ratio. Like the exactly. there was a pretty wicked projection of how much range it would have for a certain cost. And I guess with the other vehicles, if they have the same potential improvement, they're not going to, Tesla's not going to mention it now. So they may be looking at that kind of improvement as well, yeah. but without mentioning it. But uh, uh, anyone else can jump in if you have questions. Otherwise, I'll ask a couple more here. Roger. Yes. So I was in Florida in February. I'm a graduate of Miami Beach Senior High School. Oh, cool. And, and I get down there, I try to get down there once a year to see family and friends. This was my first trip in my 2019 Model X. And so it was kind of a, an exploratory trip as well as a family visit. So I don't think I missed <clears throat> seeing signs 
for Tesla parts, parts aftermarket Tesla parts at many supercharging stops. Who's your sign distributor? There's a lot of coverage in Florida. Uh, yeah, well, well, we don't we don't tend to to, to do that. Um, you didn't see any signs from us because because we don't do that. Um, we're, we're, we strictly do online marketing. Um, we, in the early stages of our business, we did a little bit of direct mail, but we don't do it any, 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 anymore. We, uh, we find that, that online advertising and also we have a very large list now. So direct email marketing to our list is the most effective approach. There may be others who are advertising at uh, 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 supercharger locations, if, if that's what you're referring to, Mark. But um, we don't do any of that. So yeah, I do see a bit of that over here. From time to time, you see flyers for um, yeah. These are, these are actually uh, yard signs, you know, like like you'd see <laughs> driving past somebody's property. The the paint company or the uh, yeah no, no company we don't, we don't want to dirty up the environment with that frankly um, I I mean look it is it, uh, you know just speaking as a business guy it, it it is a captive audience unquestionably and a very targeted audience but um, no we don't we don't advertise uh, at at locations well, one thing you know I was curious about I'm sure a lot of people are curious about you know you must see um, you must see sort of waves of orders that sort of go with uh, deliveries or, or, or vehicle oh, orders sure. in general. So I'm just sort of curious, whatever, you know, I know you can't talk about it in detail. I, I'm just curious in general, if you can give a kind of, maybe a kind of story or, or over overview of how you've seen those waves of order change in the past six to 12 well, months? I, I, I can talk generally about it for sure. I, I, I mean, basically what happens is um, at the end of every quarter, Elon and the company want to make their numbers. So you have a burst up of deliveries and we, <laughs> we kind of see that happening. Um, because the minute deliveries start, pe- the, the, the general rule of thumb is, throughout, throughout the accessories industry is that people tend to accessorize their vehicles in the first 90 to 100 days that they own them. Um, there, there are obviously exceptions to that, and some people accessorize throughout the entire uh, life of their vehicle. But for the first 90 to 100 days, three months, maybe even four months. So that's pretty much what, what we see. We know when Tesla is selling a lot of vehicles. We know for an absolute fact. Um, so the uh, earnings calls never come as a surprise to us, um, which is kind of nice for investing. Uh, it, it turns out that, that, that that's probably the, the, the primary driver. Obviously, like any online business, uh, e-commerce business, um, we, we have typically strong third and fourth quarters as the holidays come along, but we're not by any stretch of seasonal business. You know, we sell all, all year round. Frankly, even during these crazy times that we're in right now, uh, crazy and tragic times, unfortunately, um, sales have remained pretty good. Uh, we have to scramble because we're, we're uh, trying to, to moderate our staff. So fulfillment becomes an issue. What we are seeing um, uh, is some supply chain disruption, 
nothing serious, nothing that's, that, that's going to take our business down, but it becomes a challenge. I mean, even just, just domestic deliveries become a challenge because our carriers are, are you know, uh, I wouldn't say suffering, but certainly uh, are, are dealing with the complexities of working in these crazy times. So, you know, we see, we see business and orders and accessory sales ebb and flow with the introduction of new vehicles, certainly, and also at the end of quarters. We also see business ebb and flow um, when we launch new products and we launch a lot of products and we launch some, some, some unique products. The running joke in our office is if we, if, if I or, or, or one of the other guys comes up with a cool product idea and ultimately we design it and we get it implemented or we implement it in, in-house, we also do some manufacturing. Um, if in fact we have low stock, the thing will sell out over the weekend. If in fact we have a lot of stock and we think it's going to be an absolute home run, you know, <laughs> greatest things in sliced bread, we tend to sell four of them. Um, so we're not really sure how to deal with this. We're, we're not very <laughs> scientific about it. And it's pathetic, actually. But uh, still, we do okay. Uh, it, is, it is an interesting, an interesting uh, dynamic that, that we see. We've got our we've got our own version of that with articles. Sometimes every every writer knows you think you writ, wrote the knockout article and it gets wow. no love, and then you write some sort of sort of, sort of toss away article and it blows up. It's always funny. Thank you for listening to Clean Tech Talk. Join us next time to get your electric fix. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, drop us a note. We are looking for more clean tech leaders to highlight on a regular basis as we fund a clean tech talk.